Alabama coach. What, what, what? It'd be Dan Marino, Zach Thomas, Jason Taylor in that exact order. You want an opportunity to play, and the Jets have given me an opportunity to play. I put a Lindo Mari up there before Ryan I like Ricky Williams. Just before Dolphins training camp this past July, he turned his back on all of it and ruined the Dolphins' entire season. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Dolphin fans of all ages, the battered Fins fans podcast is back with another episode and we are going live on two shows right now or i want to say on two channels right now we are streaming live on the battered fins fans and we're also streaming live on the battered jets fan just to give everybody the double dose of what's going on this week danny it is finally rival week and maybe the gloves come off just a tad this week between us and obviously our teams it would have been a lot more fun if this would have happened earlier in the year i agree like what have we played each other early in the year recently? I feel no, like we no. always play each other on the second half of the year. And by then, the Jets are already out of it. So it just com- completely takes all the fun out of it. Um, I don't know. I, I was looking forward to this week like three or four weeks ago. Now I'm just ready for it to be over. Whatever. No, nothing. It looks like you're about to boil over, you know, with yeah, emotion. That's cute. That's cute. <laughs> cute. That's cute. Bye. But nonetheless, I felt it was only right that we're obviously going to drop two episodes this week that, you know, everybody gets a fair shot. Obviously, starting off with the Dolphin Show, the number one seed in the AFC. He's tied for third in the AFC in the AFC conference. I brought backup with me. Not that I need backup because we're talking about the New York Jets. But when you bring backup like this, Danny, it's important. It's important to get the, the best ones. And who do we have here? We have Biggie. We have the ghost of Adam Gase. Are so kindly decided to join us on a Monday at 8 o'clock to talk some Dolphins, Jets. Biggie, we'll start with you. How is your week going, and how did you feel about yesterday's win? Man, it's Victory Monday. Anytime it's Victory Monday, I always have a smile on my face. I have like a, a, a jump in my step. I'm feeling good, man. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling feeling good about this week, too. Thanksgiving, thankful for a lot of things. Um, but thank you for having me on, and thank you for sh- allowing me to share the microphone with you guys and, and with Ghost of Adam Gase. He's one of my favorite guys over here, so. And we're going to go to Ghost of Adam Gase right now. Ghost, you have been preaching since yesterday during the game. Even when I was texting you during the game, you said a lot of it looks rough. But guess what? It's still a win at the end of the day. A lot of things to get cleaned up. But, sir, how are you doing today? And, obviously, how did you feel at the end of that game about yesterday's dub? Yeah. I mean, like I, like Ian couldn't say it better. When you when you have Victory Monday, It's it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. I preached all week saying that, the Miami Dolphins obviously run the best offense in the NFL. They run the most complicated offense in the NFL. Their offense is meticulous down to every single step, every inch. When you take a week off from that, you're going to you're going to be off. And I said that in every group chat I was in, I said it on the timeline. I said this this team is going to be off um in a timing offense. Good thing um it was the Raiders. Good thing that our defense is finally finally finding their own in this Vic Fangio defense. Jalen Phillips, finally, he, he, I think he's kind of unhooking that trailer of, of uncertainty. Uh, Chubb is earning his money. I I owe Bradley Chubb an apology. He's we owed, both he, do. I, we there, both do. If there's a Bradley, if there's a Bradley Chubb uh, uh, apology letter, um, I, guess, I guess you could say, you know, it was really making my blood boil when, you know, Miami went down early and, you know, things really boiled over into the second half and, you know, another fumble and, you know, my blood was just boiling the entire time. And, you know, it's a good thing we, we, we go into to Jets, you know, in Jets land and I'll probably, it's, it'll be cold out there. So I'll be boiling some water 
and you know having some noodles hopefully they don't boil over um but uh yeah it was it was a it was a, it was a, a good win you know at the end of the day a win is a win i don't care if we win two nothing every single game it really doesn't matter um right. that game should have been we'll get more into it but at the end of the day i have three specific points in the game the game should have been 41 to 13 by all means but wins a win um I, you just wish that every fan base can say they turn the ball over three or four times and still can win and not lose by 26. Right. Uh, Danny, you and I talked about that yesterday during the post-game reaction show where we said, I thought it was going to be like 37-10. I, th- I believe you called 20-something to 15. And then obviously Evan, who's in here right now, said that we we're going to put up 50 yesterday. But ultimately, I think what me and Evan really thought, and obviously Ghost didn't think this way, was that because of the way they lost, the fact that they only held Patrick Mahomes to 14 points, that they were going to come in a little pissed off and obviously have a game that was going to light the Raiders up. We thought that Antonio Pierce was going to have these boys ready to play. He obviously had them ready to play. But now, sir, it's on to those New York Jets. And obviously, we talked about your New York Jets yesterday. Go ahead. Go ahead, because I know you want to get something uh, off your chest. Well, I was going to ask I was going to ask a, a ghost a question real quick. He said, uh, sure. You said that um, – uh, the bye week, they were going to come off rusty. Now, usually teams don't come off rusty off of a bye week. But just real quick, but but based Is off it, of that, whether they do or they don't, would, are you hoping for a first-round bye in the playoffs, or would you rather not have a first-round bye so that you don't come out rusty in the second? Fair game? question. Fair yeah. question. Good question. I, I would love to play. I would love to play in the first round in Miami. Give us the Steelers. Okay. Give so us you, some. Give us the Browns. Give us somebody at home right, in right. Miami. Okay. okay. So, so you'd rather not have a first-round bye. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's preferable. I mean, I, I, like I said, I knew that this team was going to come out rusty. I preached all week. I said, this team is taking a week off of an offense where if you hit the, if you hit an inch away from where you're supposed to in, in a quarterback drop or wide receiver yeah. timing or, or route combinations, it's going to be off and you're going to take a week off from that. And I mean, I, I feel like it's a, you know, it's a win, lose or lose, lose question that you're asking me, but I would rather see a home game in Miami against the wildcard team. I would, I really would first round. I okay. would like to see that. That's fair. Now, you know, with everything said already, too, isn't it amazing that this was the worst game, I think, for, for Tua so mm-hmm. far this season? And he's he's in the running for the FedEx player of the week. Often, you know, the what is it, the air yards player of the week or whatever it right. is. Right. Like, and that was his worst game that he's had all season. Um, so again, win is a win. We uh we fought how we needed to fought. The defense has has turned the corner. Someone early on in the season told me it would take about half a year for Vic Fangio to really install what he wanted to install. And now we have 100% healthy players on the defensive side of the ball, and I think we're starting to see the benefits to that. So I'm going to say watch out for all the teams are going to be playing the rest of the season as long as we can stay healthy, which I think we will. Um, It's going to be tough for them. And then the offense is going to come around. They were absolutely rusty, no doubt about it. Yeah. And the coach, I think, made some made some interesting decisions with, you know, not playing Durham Smythe, uh, you know, not playing Braxton. Which was Darius. odd to me, which was odd to me. It was a little different. And of course, Julian Hill, he gets his, you know, catch for 10 yards. And what does he do right when he's done? He fumbles the ball and gives up the ball. But our defense, our defense held strong. So that's that's what you want. And that's something that we've been missing, that strong defense when we need them to come through. Right. So it's it was fun to watch. Well, let's start, let's start there because obviously that was going to be the, one of the first things that I wanted to ask you guys because, Ghost, if your strong belief was that we were going to be rusty coming off this week, do you think that rust continues being that it's a short week now that they got to install this game plan? 
play on Friday. That means you got today, tomorrow, Wednesday, basically to prepare. They fly out Thursday. Do you think this is enough time where the Dolphins can turn around? And I get it. It is a New York Jets at the end of the day. But this still is a pretty solid defense that they're up, they're about to go up against. And the rust mainly looked like it was on the offense. So do you think this is enough time period in between the week where we could get our system in and basically come out of New York with a dub? Um, since we haven't played the Jets already this year, um, I believe we're probably just going to go in with, with, with you know, uh, just a few new installs. Um, we'll probably run our, our our offense again. You know, I still think that the Jets still have a Super Bowl defense. I will give the Jets yeah. that all day. They have a Super Bowl defense. That I don't think, man. I've been watching football for like thirty years, dude. Um, I, I don't think I've seen a better defense or a defense that's better than the Jets right now. Um, as far as talent goes, especially the, the defensive line and, and that front seven, um, I wish that we can at least just poach one of their linebackers and, and put them on our defense and we'd probably be in the same arena with, as them. But, uh, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game on offense. I don't foresee a lot of points. I think the over-under for the Dolphins uh, point total is like 23 and a half right now, uh, which for an offense who's scoring the most points per game in the NFL, um, you know, that's, that's going to be a low total. So I, I don't think that you're going to score a lot of points. The good thing is, you need six points to beat the Jets. So it really, I really, it really doesn't hurt too much as long as we don't have what killed us. What killed us yesterday was the turnovers and, and, yeah. and a poor play call inside, inside the what it was six yard line. Uh, we threw the ball backwards on fourth and one. That was yeah. going to be a seven point drive. Um, and I, I truly do believe it. I'm not just being a homer right now that those, those drives where we fumbled three times or uh, it was twice, sorry, two fumbles. Those were going for touchdowns. I guarantee that those drives were ending in touchdowns. We were rolling. It's not like we were struggling. Like we were, you know, Facts. first, second, then third and 10. It was first down, second down, first down, second down, third down, first down, first down, first down, second down, fumble. And, you know, it's just, I really, I really don't see Tim Boyle coming in, especially with this, with the offensive line that the Jets have right now. I mean, Makai right. Becton, you know, he's kind of like the Jets to Ron Armstead. So it's, you know, we're really, we know how you That's feel, fair. but him going down, I mean, what, what I think there was 14 injuries along the, the Jets offensive line so far this year. They haven't had the same starting line or offensive line since the, since week one. Um, so, you know, Bradley Chubb and and uh, Jalen Phillips coming to their own can't come at a better time. And, and I, you know, I was kind of I was very suspect of, of the Vic Fangio. And I'm like, we're returning the same defense and it doesn't look good. But we, I think we've turned the corner. And Jalen Phillips unhooking that trailer of uncertainty—that's that, wonderful. Bradley Chubb earned his money. Um, I think they're going to eat. They're going to things are going to boil over in uh, at MetLife. <laughs> Same question to you, Biggie. Do you think for basically three days is enough time to get the wrinkles out, get the rust off, and basically just come into JetLife Stadium and have another victory? Here's here's what I would say. You know, I I I, I think. Playing the game that they did yesterday, I think, was good for this offense because you'd rather experience the sluggishness in a win than experiencing a sluggishness when you lose, right? So you could take that. And I don't know if you you heard Tua after the game, and he was oh owned he was 100% it, hundred percent ownership of everything that went wrong, which is something I, some reason why I love the kid, along with many other reasons. But here's here's what I would do. If I were the Miami Dolphins, I know we're talking about preparation. I probably prepare about 75% blitz packages for Tim Boyle because number 1 as as Ghost already said, you know, they their offensive line is beat up. 
Mm -hmm. And you're seeing somebody new on that offensive line, it feels like, every single week. So they're not going to know all of their assignments, and they're not going to be able to communicate that quickly to get to six or seven guys that are rushing the quarterback. And then you got Tim Boyle. I saw a, a highlight reel today that was Tim Boyle interceptions. And I saw four I different saw teams and four different interceptions that he threw. And I watched the game yesterday. And honestly, the only difference that I saw between him and Zach Wilson was Tim Boyle is more stationary. So he's not going to run out of the pocket where Zach, he might run out of the pocket and make get some extra yards with his legs. He may actually make a play here and there. Um, so it's it's going to be it's going to be different. It's going to be great to see my quite throw touchdown. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, by, by the Dan, fourth quarter. No question. Danny, Danny, as we pass it off to you, because obviously you get you got to give us a stat line from your end, because you, you, it is true. You guys basically have had a Super Bowl defense for most of this year, but that goes kind of saying it's like you and I touched on it yesterday. The Dolphins were at that point at some point, some some point in the in the past where it was just all defense, all defense, all defense. And the office is getting off the field three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. If this, you kind of saw it boiling over a little bit yesterday on the sideline with Quentin Williams talking to his, talking to the sideline, and, and you're smirking already because I know you want to talk about it. No, it's but, you guys keep throwing the word boil in there, but okay, that's cute. Well, I, we have to, we have to. <laughs> but um, give me your perspective, obviously, of what you saw yesterday from the Dolphins game because you did watch the game fully, and obviously, mm -hmm. what your what your defense, what we should expect from your defense come come this Friday. Well, much like Biggie said, I think it's great that you guys got your uh, <clears throat> your sluggish play, whether it be rusty off of a bye week or whatever it was, at home against a subpar defense. Because if that would have happened, even though the Jets can't score, if that would have happened on the road against the Jets defense, the Jets might get a pick six. <clears throat> they might run back off and they might luck into a win. So I think it's good that the, your offense, talking just off from a Dolphins perspective, that you guys got that out of the way yesterday. Because I can't imagine that you're going to have two games like that. You've had three games where Tua played poorly this year. It was Buffalo game, the Eagles game, and then yesterday. Obviously, when he plays like that against two better teams, it's going to be hard to win. Against the Raiders, you pulled off the win. So I, I think I don't I can't imagine Tua playing that poorly. But now to what Go said, all Tua needs to do is get a touchdown. If you get seven points, you're basically done. Because and I, I'm not exaggerating. Over the last four games, the Jets have literally averaged six points a game. Literally six points a game. On the season, they are averaging literally 15 points a game. It's pathetic. It's absolutely pathetic. The, on third down, they're averaging a 22% conversion rate. That is literally the worst in NFL history. This mm -hmm. team is a, it's an embarrassment to the NFL. Like, this shouldn't be on TV. Like, it should be blacked out, and you can only watch it if you go to the stadium. That's the only way they should allow people to watch this garbage. It's, it's fucking pathetic. So, um, tell us tell how you really you, feel, Danny. Yeah, tell me how you really Danny. feel, Danny. <laughs> now, now, on to the Tim Boyle point. Yeah. Tim Boyle, he played, I want to say it was at, uh, was at a Connecticut. He, he played at some school for like three years, and in yeah. those three years, he threw one touchdown. Then he went to Eastern Kentucky, and then he threw uh, like 10 or 12 touchdowns. Went undrafted, signed with the Packers, became best buddies with Aaron Rodgers. That's how he ended up on the Jets. If you look at him yesterday, he didn't do much. Now, it was a small sample size. The only thing that I thought that he did well is that he was getting the ball out fast. And, and th that's the difference between any regular NFL quarterback and Zach Wilson. Unfortunately, Zach Wilson is still working on dial-up. 
Like he he he's not on it, uh, it you know fast speed internet. Like he's on dial up still 56k. Like it takes him a while to process, and by then he's either having to run or he's getting sacked. And that's the issue with Zach Wilson. Tim Boyle, it seems like he's getting the ball out a little faster, but he's not mobile. And with Bradley Chubb finally playing better, Phillips obviously is Phillips. Kato Gohu coming off the edge. Uh, Javon Holland coming in from the, uh, from the safety spot. Like, I can't imagine that this Jets offense is going to do much. The only positive that I see for the Jets this week is that it looked like the defense for the Jets was giving up on the offense yesterday. They were frustrated. They were making stupid mistakes, and they just it looked like they gave up. They're like, you know what? F this. I'm tired of playing my ass out to watch you guys come in here on a three and out or give the ball up. And I think with this guy coming in, Tim Boyle, they might just feel a little bit of life. They might feel like, F it. Let's see what happens here. Let's try again. Because what I saw yesterday, that defense, that defense doesn't play that bad. Uh, against, and they're trying to do too much. Instead of just defending the pass, they're going for a pick. Because they're like, we got to make a play. Because the offense can't right. do anything. To, to pick Instead up a slack for the offense. Right. Instead of wrapping somebody up, they're trying to punch for the ball. And then they end up having to give up another 5 or 10 yards while they finally get the tackle because they're trying to make a play. So it, it's, it's affected the team overall. And I'll stop with this because I know we're, we're focusing on the offense. I just I can't help it. But no, yes, it, it, it's, it, it, it's well. looking really, really bad for Friday. And um, yeah, whatever. Did, well, did I, I read it? Did I? And, and Daniel, this is a question for you. Did I see this stat right that it's been 14 quarters since the Jets have scored a touchdown? Is that right? It, it, well, they finally scored one uh, on Sunday, but it had been 41 drives. It was it, it was it 14 or 15 quarters. It was since the it had been like three games. Yeah, it, it's it's pathetic. It's it's pathetic. I feel bad for you, Dolphins, because you guys are, are accustomed to watching a really good, competent offense, and then you're gonna have to watch this sloth on Friday. I feel bad for you. I feel bad for many that have to sit through this crap every Sunday. Don't well, feel listen. bad for us, man. We just want the right. Dub. No, no, we don't care right. if it's good or bad. Listen, <laughs> if you guys, if you guys decide not to show up and just give us the victory, we'll take that. And you know, we will take that. Throw in the white towel, you know, like throw the damn towel, like the, in the Rocky movie, right there. Just throw it in, throw it in, and we'll be fine. Roberto Duran, Roberto Duran. But Danny, talk about that defense though, because what and Ghost was very kind to say that he still thinks it's a Super Bowl defense. But Ghost, when you don't have that backup of the offense helping the defense out. We've seen it in the past. They end up quitting on you. And, again, they're all professionals. At the end of the day, they're all going to play. They're all going to play as hard as they can. But maybe you don't make the extra tackle. Maybe you don't make the extra the extra effort. So, Danny, do you think this defense is quitting on your offense right now? Uh, Richard Greenberg, yes, I'll be watching this sloth. I'm, I'm accustomed to it, unfortunately. Um, <clears throat> the defense – the defense, I think, again, what I saw yesterday, I thought they were giving up. I thought that they were frustrated, and, and it looked like they just head wasn't in it. I think that yeah. they're going to show up now that they have somebody else at the helm. I think that that might give, lift their spirits just a little bit. I think they'll show up. And um, honestly, I, I, nobody really talked about it. But Michael Carter, our nickel corner, like because he goes, he goes under the radar because of Sauce and DJ get all the attention. Michael Carter is probably one of the top nickelbacks in the league. And he was out yesterday, and we suffered defending the slot. And, I mean, if he's out on Friday, it's going to have a hard time because Tyreek Hill and, and Waddle are always in motion. Michael Carter will probably be picking him up a lot of the time. Uh, but all things considered, I, I think you guys are going to have a tough time with the run. I don't know if Atron's going to play. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't know if he's going to play. Right. but right. right. I, I, don't, I don't know if you guys are going to be very productive with the run. And I've noticed that Mike McDaniel gets away with, from the run quite a bit when it's not working. 
He's like, F yeah. it, let's just play Madden. So we'll I, I think that you guys we'll go to that one. All right. And um uh, before this past weekend, I don't think that the Jets had given up a touchdown to a receiver. I could be wrong. Maybe they had given up one. I, I think it might have been none. They hadn't given up a touchdown to any receiver up until this past Sunday. So uh, I mean, it's gonna be a fun game for sure. Fun test for the Dolphins offense. All right, go so go go to you because you made it a point also because obviously I, I I try to keep up on all your tweets, but you being the Twitter extraordinaire that you are, you tweet a lot. So I may catch ninety eight of out of hundred tweets in one hour. You did tweet a lot about Mike McDaniel getting cute when he has the ability to go ahead and run it, like you said on fourth and one yesterday, instead of throwing it to Tyreek. Like the motion, the push we got off that ball was a simple handoff to uh, Raheem Mostert, and boom, you you probably get the first down if if at best you only get the first down. But six points look like they were on the board. With this top-ranked offense versus this six-ranked defense, who do you think has the advantage going into this game if Mike McDaniel doesn't get cute? Yeah, if uh, if Robert Hunt does play, I'm not sure where he's at on track. I know they sat – I know he probably could have played this week. And yeah. Mike McDaniel said, you know, we don't want to risk it. Obviously, the Dolphins are probably the safest team when it comes to injuries. We're putting guys on IR that probably didn't belong on IR. We only have two spots left, so I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of worried about that because if you lose, say you lose three key players, only two are coming back for the season, like in four games. Only two are going to come back. So we only have two more spots left. Um, but, man, that it's just that Jets defensive good. line, that front seven is so good, man. It, for they're, sure. They're, they're, they're so good. You know, like all those guys, man, all those guys. Um, and it's going to be really tough watching um, Lean Eichenberg, who – in f- oh. he had a pretty good pff score uh, in the run game but you know P- i'm not gonna joey jets it and stay pff is the end all be all um we all have seen liam play um i think that we, you know we did get stuffed on a, a lot of runs again it's we're down to our our third left guard in, in lester cotton you know we had robert jones go down we had isaiah win go down um so you know we are dealing with our own off- offensive line issues but the right. good thing is um your offensive line doesn't have to be great, especially with the type of offense. We run the balls out of two his hands in 2.2 seconds every single play. So it's – I mean, go, go ahead and blitz the guy. That's fine. Um, it's not going to get you anywhere. The, the best way to play too is, is honestly rush four and, and and sit, you know, seven guys back. Um, you know, that, that that's well, probably the, the best the way Jets, to do it. The Jets blitz the least in the league. They, they only, yeah, they only rush four. Well, they don't need to and because they get pressure with four, and that's – that's where I think the game is going to be tough. I don't see I, like I don't see the Dolphins scoring more than 17 points in this game. Um, 20 would be 20 would be a lot in my opinion to, to score against the Jets going in. But again, if you hold onto the ball, if you have long drives, kick a few field goals. Um, you know you're going into halftime, say like 10 to six or 10 to three or something like that. Uh, put up another 10. A lot of the Jets, you know, because it's the Miami Dolphins. There's a touchdown here or right. there. You know, I could definitely see this being like a 20 to 10 game, 20 to 13 game. Um, but I really don't see the Dolphins scoring a lot of points. And I, I know that it's going to piss – everyone gets all pissed off. when like, oh, we're the best offense and shit, which we do. I think we really do. But you've right. got to – they still have to play football. This is a, a Super Bowl defense. It's not good. Let, I don't let me want ask you a question, against, Ghost. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Because it goes on top of that. So even after seeing this same defense give up 32 points, it doesn't give you any pause that you think that we could potentially put up that many points as well? You know, that game – and it goes it, it, when you get into game flow issues. So right, the Jet, they scored that many points because the Jets defense was like at they were just like fuck this at this point. They're okay. like honestly, okay. I'm done. And it was the same thing if you go back to 
if you go back to the Jets game and the Dolphins game last year, Teddy Bridgewater goes down the first play, whether he yeah. got pulled or not because Goodell said so. That's whatever. Sure. Skylar Thompson comes in. You know, the game was what? Like we were we were going to kick a field goal to go up in the fourth quarter. And then we turn the ball over on downs with Skylar Thompson three times inside the Dolphins 20. And they score like three touchdowns right in a row. And that's game flow. You know, like once you get into a game flow issue. But if, this Jet, if dude, if the Jets are like 10 to three at halftime or God They'll forbid they're it. winning at a half. Like the defense yeah. isn't going to quit. Like they're not going to throw their hands up. They're still, I agree. they're still professionals. They're still talented. So Miami has to like the, I would say a key to the game is like putting the game away early and like, you know, 17, three at half, something like that. 17, six and a half, 20 to six and a half. But I just don't see it happening. Uh, but okay. if, if McDaniel sticks with that run, um, the jets at time have struggled in the run game. You know, they're, they're nearly impossible to pass on, but they've struggled at times in the run game. So um, hopefully McDaniel, he only gets cute. Like when it's an obvious run situation, like just run the ball. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll see. One and thing that I, I, oh, 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 just real quick, one thing no, I will no, yeah, say. Uh, so what? So Adam, uh, to Ghost was saying, the Jets' defense. I mean, before this past Sunday, only give up points in the first half. In the second half, they were averaging like five points allowed all year in the second half. So if you're gonna score on the Jets when they're playing, playing, you definitely want to do it in the first half, which the Dolphins usually do. But for sure, if it's a close game going into half. That, that gives the Jets a little bit of life because they don't really surrender too many points in the second half. And that's a great stat line, Ian, because the Dolphins do most of their damage, it's been sold in the second quarter. It's like in the second quarter, they wake up and they start putting points on the board really quickly. So same thing to you. Where do you think the advantage lies? Is it in that six-ranked defense or is it in what you saw this past weekend where we, we struggled to put up those 20 points? Now you have a much better defense come, uh, that we're going to visit. How do you feel about this advantage? I, I, you know, I, I echo a lot of um, ghost sentiments when it comes to the talent that they have on defense. But I also think that Mike McDaniel is going to try and scheme against that. And I think now is the time for the Dolphins to start trying some things maybe they haven't done before, you know, and, and I'll tell you a couple things in my mind. You know, I think so. I saw somebody today who was saying Waddle's not getting the ball often enough, right? Or or Cedric Wilson's not getting the ball often enough. They're they're forcing it to Tyreek because they want to get him to 2,000 yards. Well, you know, this might be a game where Sauce Gardner is going to be covering. You know, he might be shadowing or he might be in the same Holding. area. Well, and that too. Or or as we saw last night, uh, suplexing, right? Suplexing <laughs> offensive players. And he got his 15-yard penalty. Thank goodness for that. Um, but I think what you're going to see is that the, now is the time really for the Dolphins to try and figure this out. And I'll tell you one, one thing, one challenge that they have, one challenge that they still have is, is when it gets third and short, um, you know, figuring out third and one, third and two, what's the play right. going to be, right. you know? And, and I think like yesterday it was, I think it was a fourth down play. They went shotgun. I think everybody knew the ball was going to Tyreek in the corner and they prevented the first down because they knew that was going to happen got to figure out a way to get a big body up the middle and get that first down. And yeah, we're not, we're not doing the tush push. I don't think anybody is uh, no. going to risk, you know, getting anyone hurt during that type of play. Plus I don't think we have the body size to be able to do it, but I think this is the type of game where coach McDaniel saying, Hey, these are big bodied guys on the jets defense, talented guys on that defensive line. And I think he's got to figure out a way to challenge that. Because as the season progresses over the next couple of weeks, once we start getting to that Dallas game, then Baltimore, then Buffalo, 
that's all you're going to see week after week after week. So let's try some stuff here because, again, I think our defense is going to hold, as as Ghost also said, and you guys have also yeah. admitted, I think it's going to hold them to, to a low number of points, allows you on offense to maybe do some different things, knowing that their offense is going to have a hard time scoring. Danny, you, you've, you've been very honest and very open about how great your offense is. Um, obviously, I'm, I'm pulling your leg there because I don't want right. you to continue harping on how, how shitty your team looks. But I, don't, I really don't know how to phrase this any other. Do you really think there's any advantage in this game where you guys could take advantage of as far as when you're facing this top-ranked offense? The only thing, and I'm talking to you as a Jets fan now, the only thing correct, that I, I, I would tell you that gives me a little bit of hope is mm -hmm. the turnovers for the Dolphins yesterday. Hopefully that's something that maybe gets the ball rolling. Maybe that happens again uh, on Friday. Maybe one or two turnovers here. Short week after Thanksgiving. Maybe he ain't good. I don't know. Who knows? But that's the little bit of hope that I have is that you turn the ball over in your own half again. Greg Zerlon can hit 55 yarders. That's not a problem. So if you give us the ball and we can get to the 40-yard line, we have a chance at a field goal. We're at 38-yard line. We, we, we have a chance, and we'll, we'll kick field goals all day. That's how we've been winning our games this year, kicking enough field goals and win the game. <clears throat> we beat the Bills first game of the year, punt return. Like that, that's, that's right. how we win. We're not winning on offense, right? Zach Wilson had, what, like three or four touchdowns this year? Like it hasn't been our offense. It's been our defense, field position, because our punter, Morstead, is playing great. And, we know um, him well. Yes, yeah, I know. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and, you're, and, and the kicker. Um, I did have a question, something that Big, Big E said, and I was curious. Out of nine sure. games that Jaden Waddle has played, I think only five of them, he's had four or less receptions. Is he happy? You know, um, I think some people would argue and say that he's not happy, but I think he also recognizes his role right now. Um, also, he's been banged up a little bit. I don't think he he'd ever come out and tell you, you know, but there was, I think it was the Eagles game. You saw him come out and... I did not think the man was coming back in the game because he was on the sideline and he could hardly walk. He goes into the locker room. I don't know what the heck they did to him in there, but he came running out and he came back into the game. And then like the next week, I think something happened where his knee got, you know, messed up a little bit or something, but he continues to fight through whatever these ailments are. So I think he's good right now. You know, I think too, I think we have a bunch of players that are in it for, the team, right? right? They're not all about, and yeah, there's a lot of talk about Tyreek getting 2000 yards and he himself is talking about that. But I think that's the competitor in him. I don't think that's to him saying, everybody look at me and look at what I'm doing. Because right. I think every single person on this team would rather say they would put a win in front of personal statistics any day. And I think that's Mike McDaniel driving that message home. Same I think Jaden Waddle might be the most under, might be the most underrated receiver in the league though. Like, nobody talks about Jaden Waddle. Well, look what happened when Tyreek went out of the game. The ball went to, to Waddle, what, three, four yes. times in a row, right? right. So he, he, and we've talked about this before, he yeah. is a number one wide receiver on Somewhere 25 else, other teams in the National Football League. So we're just we're just really lucky to have the, the wide receiver core we have right now. Same question to you, Ghost. Do you think that they're underutilizing him? Do you think he's currently happy with his role? Yeah, I mean, you see these guys, they they rally, they rally around Mike McDaniel, and it's for the greater good of the team. I don't think the Dolphins had, had ever, under his leadership and reign, 
I don't think the Dolphins have have ever had a player come out and say they're unhappy with their role or they're unhappy with the team sure. or like the, the, even like when you go on a losing streak, you, you know, when you lose five in a row, you know, last year, you know, obviously we had some issues with injuries and, and whatnot. But even then the players were like, hey, we're, we were going to ride around Skyler and no wide receivers were complaining. And it's just like it's just one of those things that you don't see come out of that locker room ever, you know, and at least publicly, we you know, we you know we're just fans right. we don't know what's happening behind the scenes but in no way shape or form do i have any reason to believe that jalen waddle's unhappy and um he knows how to be a uh, he is a wide receiver one i mean he played that that wide receiver one role in 2021 with tua over 106 catches over a thousand yards he's the only receiver in history to do that as a rookie um you know last year 1500 yards um so it, it there's absolutely no talent question on, on my end or utilization I don't think we're force feeding the ball to Tyreek. I think he just he's open in this offense. Um, so you know they, they might go hand in hand. I think that we try to overutilize Tyreek in some situations to make a play. For example, on the goal line, whether it was an RPO and Tua pulled the ball and it was his decision to throw Tyreek, or McDaniel said you know pull his ball, throw it to Tyreek. Um, obviously, you want to get your playmakers the ball, but I don't think that there's a, an overutilization or underutilization. Like Waddle plays his role. Um, I do see him having a better second half of the year. He's still on pace for, still on pace for over a thousand yards. His it'll be his third uh, year in a row going over a thousand yards. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it happens. But I, there's not there, there's no reason to believe it at all. It it would be nothing but hearsay that Jalen Waddles is happy. The, the guy loves the I, team. Loves Tua. Yeah, I think this year he's, he's gonna be just fine. And again, the point is the the goal here is to win the Super Bowl. So it's pointless to talk about the off season. But my worry would be next year because next year is his, his final year on the contract. And to make big money, you got to have a big year on paper. So That's fair. But, Danny, let's let's start talking about um, what could potentially give you pause. So you as a Jets fan, when you're looking at this team, like I said, first in the AFC East, we have a few cupcakes left on our schedule, starting with the New York Jets. Is If you had to pick one area – if you do have one, you, you don't necessarily have to have one, but if you had to pick one area or any personnel that gives you any pause that we could finish strong and we can make it to the Super Bowl, even AFC championship game, what would it be? Jason Sanders. That's fair. I, I know Evan's going to like that. I know Evan's going to like, I, I don't listen yesterday. He missed a field goal and then he came up clutch two two kicks later. So I, I is that really your honest answer? You think, I told you, I told you when we previewed the Dolphins yeah. season, I said, Jason Sons is going to cost you a big game at some point this year. He has it though. <laughs> you know what? He hasn't technically that chargers game where he missed that extra point could have cost you it, but the defense but it saved his ass, it, yeah, but, but it, it didn't. Did. That's cute. Yeah. You could say it, but what I'm telling you is that it didn't luckily, but it could eventually you need a better kicker. All right, that's fine. But if that's literally the only thing you're pulling out of the bag that you find that is the weakness on this Dolphins team, I will take it. Yeah. If that is yeah, our no. only weakness, Look, I will take it. Think about it. Think about it. Your defensive line, and now that Bradley Chubb woke up, your defensive line, your pass rush, great. The the secondary, great. The linebackers are okay. I wouldn't say that they're bad, but I wouldn't say they're above average. But, I mean, it's it's hard to have an above average roster all from, from top to bottom. So right. I think the defense is solid. Now, is it the top? No. Is it the bottom? No, I think it's you know it's 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 kind of at an incline right now. It's it's gone its way up. Let, fluxy, let, right? let, let's see how they keep keep improving. Offensively, you guys are the best. Like that, that's all it is. As long as Tua doesn't turn the ball over, I I I think that 
I can't I can't see how the, the Dolphins can't be favorites to win the AFC. I mean, I think it would be helpful to have home field throughout, but then we run into the problem where Ghost said that they'll be rusty in the second round. So then I don't know. Ian, same question to you. Any any one thing that you look at this team from top to bottom, you're like, you know what? That could give us an issue down the road when we get into the playoffs. Yeah, and, and first of all, it's interesting, Daniel – came up with that because I on my drive home I, I call my dad every day after work on my way home and he's like what's up with the Dolphins he's like I heard Jason Sanders missed a field goal and I said I said you know I said I was having a conversation with someone last week and we were saying how great Jason had been with these you know these kicks ever since that LA Chargers game and I said we're gonna we will feel it if we're down by two points and the game is on the line and he's got to make a 50-yard field goal and he misses it but at this point, you know, Daniel, you said, well, you got to replace the kicker. You don't replace a kicker middle of a season. That's just that rarely ever happens. And rarely when it does happen, does it turn into anything good? Right. So we're kind of stuck with him and he's just got to figure out a way to make his kicks. <laughs> but can, go ahead, Daniel. I know you want to say something. No, yeah. Can, the reason I think that you guys don't have to change the kicker is because your offense is so good, which is a good thing that you guys give him gimmies often. If he was playing yeah. on a regular, he'd have to kick 40-plus field goals. For the New York Jets. For the New York Jets. If he was playing on the New York Jets. Greg Zerloin, I don't know how many 50-yarders he's kicked this year, but it's a lot of them. So if he was playing for a subpar offense, he'd have a problem. But he gets to keep his job because the Dolphins' offense is, is awesome, and it's it's 30-yarders, 20-yarders. And I think that Go. that's why – the goal. So same goes to you because I told Danny while we were texting yesterday, he's like, look, there goes Jason Sanders missing another field goal. Always the same question to you. Do you think there's anything on this team besides the kicker that will give us any frustrations going down the line, making it to an AFC championship game? But ultimately, like Danny said, when this offense is so good that the kicker barely gets on the field and what he does just for an extra point, you're, you're not as used to kicking those field goals anymore because you're not kicking 40s, you're not kicking 50s, you're constantly consistently kicking extra pointers. So outside of Jason Sanders, do you, anything give you any pause about this team? Well, first off, you're talking to the number one Jason Sanders truther on Dolphins Twitter. His name is Ghost of Adam Gase. Do it. Do it. If you were to advance search my Twitter history and just type in Jason Sanders, it's nothing but like it's nothing but Jason Sanders propaganda. And I think I even tweeted, you know, the John the the John Snow meme where he's got the he pulls out the sword and he's getting charged by like right. fifty thousand soldiers. Yeah, that's and right. Jason, that's right. Jason Sanders won us the game. And I mean, dude, he scored eight points. <laughs> he did. He, he, did. he did. He was I a difference know. maker. No question. But yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, it's it's hush hush to say, but you know, Tua going right. down, the the season goes down. Um, we've seen okay. how Tua plays without Tyreek on the field. Joey Jets putting his foot in his mouth again, where as soon as Tyreek goes down, he's immediately got to start tweeting about injuries, and he's like, oh, I'm, try. He tries to talk around it like he's not like doing karma for injuries. He's like, let's see how Tua does without Tyreek. And Tua goes five for six, 65 yards and a touchdown on the drive without Tyreek. And he just did. That was my biggest ratio to date. I think it was a thousand. likes. I think it was a thousand. Like, like 27,000 views. Right. Right. Oh my it, God. Was, it was, it was pretty brutal. It was a good one, yeah. but uh, Tua does dude. I mean, and even, and I know it's weird to say, but um, when you have a superstar like Tyreek Hill and he goes down in an offense, a lot of the times you see that offense kind of even overproduced than they were when that player was on the field. You saw it with um, Odell Beckham. If you remember uh, when he went to, uh, when he went to the Rams, right. Mm -hmm. They were trying to force feed him the football 
And they they ran the stat lines where like oh when Odell Beckham is on the field, when Odell Beckham's off the field, and like they were just outperforming because they were just force feeding him the football. Yep. You know? And and you know, I I really you know, nobody wants Tyreek to go down or anything like that, or you know, nobody wants not. anybody to go down. Um, but you know, I think any player in that offense, as long as there's not multiple injuries, no more injuries to the offensive line, um, you know, that, that offense can function just fine. I, I, I think agree. too, one other item too, because I was I was just saying Jason Sanders because Daniel said, but I think the the running backs, the health of the running backs, I think is gonna be yeah. really key for this stretch. You know, we've seen A Chan, he was on the IR, he got a little dinged up. He might play on Thursday, he is day to day. Coach said he was fighting to get back into the game yesterday. He didn't, and and coach is like, no, we're gonna take it easy. Um, but you know, Raheem has a history of not finishing it out a season, not playing all 17 games in a season. Fortunately, we have had him so far, you know, these this first 10 games. And I'm hoping that uh, exactly I'm knocking here too, but but that could be a concern because yeah. if you've got your starters as Salvin Ahmed and Jeff uh Jeff you know, Wilson. Jeff. Yeah, exactly. Um, that that's going to be a challenge because then you basically rule out the running running game, and you've got to depend on on everyone teeing off on Tua, knowing that he's going to have to throw the ball. So I, I think that's that's a risk as well. So, Danny, before the, the I want to say I, I read this tweet, and I'm pretty I'm 99 sure it was you, Ghost, that you tweeted out this morning as soon as the spread uh, came alive. I think you said it started off at seven and a half. That was that was what um the spread was this morning. That I think that was before the Tim Boyle news. So whether it's seven yeah, and a half, the, whether it's they pulled the line and then yeah, they put it back. It's up nine and a half now, right? Yep. All right. So at nine and a half, Danny, they were at seven and a half before the Tim Boyle news. We'll go ahead and start to pick a winner here. Uh, Ian, if you remember correctly, at the beginning of the season when we did a our our pickums, do you remember a certain Jet fan? sitting right below me, said what he thought was going to happen when the Dolphins played the Jets this year. Now, granted, he did say that with Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback. Obviously, now it's Tim Boyle, Danny. So, Danny, I want to know if you've changed your tune in any kind of way. After being an, It's going to be a nine-and-a-half favorite for the Miami Dolphins visiting the Jets at Jet Life Stadium. What do you think the final outcome will be this Friday in the first-ever Black Friday game? And mind you, the, the total record so far – for the Miami Dolphins, New York Jets is 57, 56, and 1. Are the Jets going to tie it up and make it 57 and 57? Or will we move up to 58 wins? I think the Jets ended up with a really uh, nice schedule this year. We talked about it. They had right. like 10 games at MetLife Stadium this year. Like it, it all set up really nice for them. But then obviously Aaron Rodgers getting injured messed it all up. But one of the things that I liked was the fact that they were going to have a division game on a short week at home. And I think that that's really beneficial. And I thought that that was going to play it to the advantage. So I thought that the Dolphins and the Jets would be very similar skill-wise. And I usually like to go with the home team, especially on a short week. Sure. But with that being said, the rosters are nowhere near close, at least offensively. And I have no idea what to expect from Tim Boyle. I don't expect much good. I don't know if it's going to be worse than Zach. I can't imagine it's going to be much better. So with that being said, <clears throat> I know uh, Ghost said that he can't see the, the, the Dolphins maybe scoring more than 17. I think the Dolphins probably put up 24. <clears throat> I think that okay. once the, the Jets see that Tim Boyle is doing the same crap that Zach Wilson was doing, I think that it, it just gets frustrating. Like this is you you watch the NFL enough, you see these teams that once they get on a three four game losing streak, you just you can just see it. You can just see it, that the effort is no longer there anymore. And I unfortunately think that that's what's going to start happening soon. And um, yeah, I think that you guys maybe put a 23 24 points 
and the Jets might put up nine, ten points. And, then, and maybe and Tim Boyle will surprise me, but I, I highly doubt it. Is it a three-game losing streak you're on, or is it a four-game losing streak you guys are currently on? Three. Okay, so uh, Ghost. Should be ghost four. To you. Right, should be four. Should be four. Ghost, I'm going to you now. Pick a winner for this game. Like, like Danny said, you thought we probably put up somewhere in the vicinity of 17, maybe 20-ish points. But ultimately, you're giving us 70, 20 points. I'm assuming you're not giving the Jets that much. What's going to be your winner for this Black Friday game? You know, I, I think, you know, as uh, as Danny said, that the he's picking like 23 points, and that's the exact um, over-under on points for the Miami Dolphins on Friday. Um, I believe it's 23-and-a-half or 24-and-a-half. It's one of those. But uh, I think they're going under that. But, again, I think McDaniel knows that his what he has in his defense, and he knows the only the, – honestly, the only thing that could ruin this game for the Dolphins is turnovers. That's the only thing that can ruin this game. And our special teams, Danny. So Danny brought up a good point. Our special teams has been atrocious um, all year. Uh, Bailey, the new punter coming in, he had his like second 20-yard punt of the year. Like he's, he's oh, done yeah. it multiple times now. He's done it multiple that times. I when that happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's not his first that, – that's not the first time he's done it this year. Um, you know, he did follow up with a banger. Like it was like 60 yards in the air. But, I mean, our special teams is nothing to rave about. You know, a punt return here and then – you know, the next drive, you you know, two of fumbles or, you know, you get sacked or it's a strip sack or something. Um, you know, as long as we do not, if we have no turnovers, we 100% win the game. Miami 100% wins the game with zero turnovers. Even if we give up, you know, a special team touchdown, I think we still win the game with no turnovers. But again, I think McDaniel knows all this. Uh, he knows that, he knows that, you know, you can slow this game down against the Jets, um, grind out this game, score 20 points, score 17 points, and you probably win the game. But um, I'm going to, you know, it, it, it's going to be tough to cover 10 points in in MetLife uh, against the Jets, especially their defense. Um, it's going to be a lot closer, but I'll say like 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 10 will, will, will be the final score. Um, it's, it's still a tough, you know, the, the defense matches up awfully with the Dolphins offense. I know. That I agree for sure. I agree. I agree, especially with Sauce Gardner just holding every single receiver in the NFL. Danny, by the way, that's that line. You said that nobody throws this way. I did look up that number. Uh, he's allowed 19 catches for 155 and one, touch, one touchdown in nine games so far. So, yeah, he is having a good season, but, you know, he holds on half of them. So that's why he doesn't get called all the time. Ian, I'm coming to you now, sir. What's your final prediction for this game? Well, and and here's – if I were the New York Jets and I, I kind of changed logos and I said, well, how would I want to play the Miami Dolphins? I would probably try and go very, very run heavy. And here's the thing. Brees Hall is a very talented running back. And I think through all of the issues that the Jets have had, I think he's been kind of like a, a lost man among things. You know, but if you could put a good game plan together where you can get him running the ball, you might be able to have some success against the Dolphins defense. Again, taking it out of Tim Boyle's hands with potential turnovers is probably the right way to go if you're the New York Jets. Now, on the Dolphins' side, they have to figure out how to establish the run game, and that's going to be very difficult with that defense. Um, you know, And again, is A-Chan going to play? Is he going to be healthy enough to play, or is he going to play at 90% and not be as effective? Don't know, um, but it's going to be some hard hitting. It's going to be some hard running. It's going to be some hard playing. I think you get, get some run game going. Tua can then do some play action, and you can get – get creative with some things. And, and here's the reality. 
Tyreek, I don't care if Sauce Gardner is playing against Tyreek. The only way you're going to stop him is if you get physical with him at the line of scrimmage. If you're not physical with him at the line of scrimmage, he is going to run by you. And that's kind of like just the how the Chiefs did. Correct, correct. And he just zigged right through and made a hole. He basically, the ocean opened up for Tyreek because he was just so fast and they couldn't catch him. With all that said, I, I really think that the Jets are going to have a hard time scoring. I, I'm giving them six points for the game. And I think the Dolphins, you know, will probably be at 17 by the third quarter. And then I think they'll probably be at a 24 by the end of the game. So I'm calling it a Dolphins 24 Jets six game. And I'll, at the beginning of the season, just so you know, I actually called this game as a loss for the Dolphins. I remember. Yeah, but th- that was before Aaron Rodgers went down. And I did say it was going to be a split. But right mm-hmm. now, the way that the Jets are playing, and I don't care if you put in a new quarterback in there, they're just their offensive line is beat up. It's it's not going to help them. It's going to be a tough. And Tim Boyle is he's just not a good quarterback. So. Yeah. My my final thoughts on that, Danny. Um, I also think it will be a Dolphin win, but I, I think it's a great idea what Ian just said that you hand the ball off and you take it out of Tim Boyle's hand. You you say don't turn the ball over, play it safe, go out and just have a carefree game in the aspect of. Don't throw bad passes, which kind of what it was Zach Wilson was doing. But the problem is that once the other offense starts putting up points up, you kind of have to go away from the run. You can't just hand it off and you have to get away from it. And when that does happen, when we do eventually put up 17 points, now Tim Boyle has to be a quarterback for you and put points on the board. And I don't think that's going to happen. I think Jalen Ramsey has another very good game this year, uh, this week. Um, maybe another two picks. Maybe he throws one towards Xavier and Howard, your boy who, who you love so much. But I don't think it's going to be pretty on offense for you guys. I think that will continue being the case this upcoming week, especially the way that if we were able to shut down Patrick Mahomes to 14 points, I think we could do a little bit better against um, Tim Boyle. So my final score is going to be 21-3, and it's a Dolphins victory at MetLife Stadium as the MetLife takeover happens in your hometown as usual. Danny, any final thoughts? Um, to the point where you said uh, they should run. I, I think everybody says that, but I mean, I think Nick F- Big Fangio is going to know that also, and you're going to stack the box. And you, you, to, you right? can try to run all you want. It's not going to work. So it's going to be third and long, third and long, third and long. And we are historically the worst third down conversion uh, team in, literally in NFL history. It's like nothing. Po- you know what's the only positive that I'm trying sure. to convince myself of is yeah. that. Ten way- more weeks till the end of the season. Well, yeah, uh, my favorite part of the year is definitely the offseason. That's the only time I have hope. But outside of that, the way things played out against the Raiders for the Dolphins this Sunday, the Raiders had a chance to win. If Antonio Pierce kicks field goals instead of, for, instead of going for it on fourth down, they could have ended up with 22 points with those three field goals because the Dolphins should have stopped them, but they allowed them to go ahead and have those long drives at the end of the game one after the other after the other, and they weren't able to keep running the clock out. They kept giving the ball back to the Raiders. So small things like that, I'm like, maybe I can convince myself. I'm sure once the game starts, I'm going to convince myself that the Jets can somehow win. But while I'm still level-headed, I I don't see any hope. So, uh, yeah, those are my final thoughts. That's great. Listen, I I think that it's going to be the Dolphins moving on to – I'm sorry, what's going to be our record, Danny? Eight and three now? I just want to make sure it is going to be eight and three. Ian, I was just gonna say, you can't underestimate how important this game is for the Miami Dolphins. No, not at um, all. Just because 
for, for it being a division game for us to be able to go what would it be two two and one uh, three and one excuse me because we've already swept the patriots for us to go three and one this would make huge huge uh i guess reverberations into who's going to end up winning this division so uh i mean we we win you know, I keep, I keep, keep I, I'm keeping track of this New York Times like predictor for playoffs and division statistics and things like that. And right now we're at 98% for playoffs, which doesn't mean crap until you actually, right. until you get the little asterisk next to your name that you're in the playoffs, right? Right. Um, but we win, we win this weekend and all of a sudden percentages of, you know, winning the division goes up to like 98 or 99%. So right. it's huge. It's huge. To that Close point. Anybody. Sorry. Oh, I'm ahead, sorry. No, no, to that point. This is like to get against the Bills. The Jets was a must win. This is the season's on the line for the Jets this week with all the crap that they keep saying and they keep putting out there. Oh, Aaron Rodgers might come back. He wants to start practicing on December 2nd. All this other nonsense. All of that goes out the window if they go to four and seven and they lose to the Dolphins. If they want even a slimmer of hope, they have to win on Friday. That's why they put in a brand new quarterback with no practice. They're they're not going to practice this week and they're putting a new quarterback in on a short week where there's no practice that's how desperate they are to win this game so they're gonna go if they they don't do trick plays expect trick plays expect they're gonna throw the kitchen sink at the dolphins is it gonna make that. a difference it might not but they this is a much bigger must win for us than it is for you guys for sure well listen we're gonna we're gonna give ghost the final thought because he hasn't given his final thought yet so ghost before you give your final thought Here's a question to you from Rob Dolphins Thirsty. Manny, does Ghost actually like Adam Gase or not? I know he met him recently. I missed it by like five fucking minutes. But do you actually like Ghost of Adam Gase even before you met him that day at Billy's Tavern? Yeah, yeah. I think he's, you know, I think he's a great offensive coordinator. And, um, yeah. you know, after I met him, Jesus Christ, man, he's like the coolest dude in the world. Like, he's impo- honestly, if you met him, he's like impossible to hate. He's like the coolest guy. Nice. Like, we just broed out for like, Three hours, drank a ton of Guinness, ate some it. wings, and just were you going over like old Dolphins games, being like, "What were you no, thinking no, we, when you did this?" <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> okay. I should I should have said, "Hey, there's some bubbles in my soda. You want to throw one?" And, oh, <laughs> and, 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 no bubble screens. But my please, final thoughts. You. My final thoughts. Really, my final yeah. thoughts are. Uh, um, I just wish I could find somebody who would hold me like Sauce Gardner holds receivers. Oh, there we go. I love it. I love it. Danny, any 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 follow back up to that? Because I think that was a great way to end the show right there. No, I, you guys pay so much attention to Sauce Gardner that I kind of just enjoy the fact that you like him so much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, that comes to the conclusion of our show. As always, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale, Miami, West Palm area, and you need a ride, make sure you book with 5stardrivers.net. It is cheaper than Uber. It is cheaper than Lyft. Your boy will come get you. And if it's not me, it will definitely be another driver of the same quality that gives five-star service. You could ask it might be a Jeff Adam Gates. It, it could be a Jeff fan. That's fine. I will give Rice Jeff. I might charge a little bit more if it is a Jet fan. But nonetheless, you could always book through me directly on books on the Booksy app or on fivestardrivers.net. And listen, I cannot stress this enough. Ghost of Adam Gates, Big E, I appreciate you guys to heaven and back the way you always support the channel, the way you always support me and you support the brand. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Thank you so much for coming by and enjoying this week because it is rival week for me and Danny. So if there's any time to take the kid gloves off, it is this week. 
but you guys were extra nice though. I, I don't know if Danny, except for that final thought on Ghost of I think you guys are rather nice to Danny today. I might try to be a little bit more harsh tomorrow when we drop that Jets show, but thank you guys really. You guys, who doesn't feel bad for a Jets fan right now? You can hate well, the Jets as oh, much as you true. want, but what, it's true. What, 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 I'm not what, talking four crap anymore plays, about Patriots four fans plays anymore. Into the That's true. Like, that's true why why are we gonna it's all bills to now beat him? right it's Correct. all bills of course right it, it is all bills danny go ahead and lead us out of here buddy all right if you are listening on audio thank you for listening all the way to the end please five stars comment review all that other good stuff and if you are watching on youtube thank you for hanging out with us all the way to the end please like and subscribe and for those of you that joined on the comments as always you are the best part of the show thank you for uh, participating and as always until the next one have a good one fins up y'all fins up <laughs>